Good morning, good morning, or afternoon, evening, whatever time you may be finding yourself listening to this masterpiece. Oh yeah, no no humility here. Welcome. Welcome to Stay Uncomfortable. This is Johan. It's your boy O. And um, today we have a, a different type of approach to the program. Uh, but before we get into anything, you know what I always do, Oscar. How you doing, bro? It's been... It's been uh it's been a good week and for the past few days I've been I've been good, better. Uh I'm feeling very spiritually sensitive of lately. Of late and not a bad thing. I just feel like I'm feeling God everywhere I am. Yeah. So Yeah, that's always a good thing. You know, feeling spiritually sensitive means that you're you're more in tune yeah you know a lot of people we can hear sensitivity and we can hear oh he's hurt no no oh no no, no, no. you're in tune you're you're more aligned with the voice of god which is always an excellent place to be yeah i feel like everything like it's at that point like where i feel like everything is some type of sign or discernment yeah and it's like wow god (laughs) you're you're good you you got that You, you you you're flexing a little bit yeah, so uh how are you doing? Well, I was about to say it is only Thursday and it's been a long week. It's been a long week, bro. It was a long week 2 days ago. That's what I'm gonna say. I have not I, You know what the crazy thing is? I haven't even had a bad week. It's been a relatively good couple days. Casual. Yeah. Just a regular old week. Yeah, just a regular old week. It's just been long. I think the days are getting shorter, which that doesn't make make any sense. How does how are the days shorter and the week longer? I don't know, bro. Don't know. But uh, I am happy to be here with you, my brother. We are going to be talking about some Q and A's. Some we're doing live. Well, not a live Q and A, but we're doing a Q and A today. And uh, we're live. Well, yeah, uh, we're doing a Q and A today. Just dropping some because a lot of people send me questions. I'm talking like hundreds of people have sent me questions on my DMs in TikTok. Which, if you want to send me a question about anything, please feel free to uh, DM me at I'm coming in hot on TikTok. I'm coming in hot on TikTok. Send me a message. And uh, we usually get to them at the end of the program. But today we're doing the whole program. The whole program. So. Trying to catch up. Yeah. Trying to mitigate. <laughs> so um, with that being said. Yeah. With that being said, actually, you know, I was battling with this a few days ago. Just thinking about if I should share this with you guys. But for the sake of the podcast and for the sake of being hot, honest, open, and transparent, um, I'm going to say it. And I think it's just a testimony. And I think, you know, God is right when the, in, the, in the word when he says that, when Paul says that uh, God is glorified in our weaknesses. Yeah. And over this past weekend that just passed by, I hope I don't get emotional doing this. Bro, if you want to cry, <coughs> I got tissues here, bro. Uh, over this past. You're going to have to get them yourself, though. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, over this past weekend, um, I was, it was a good weekend. Like, we celebrated Carmen and my heart's birthday and everything. And. For some reason, I forgot what day it was. Um, it was raining a lot over here where we live. And my basement ended up flooding. And during that same time, I was doing laundry because I that's the time that I do to do laundry my weekend. Right. And it was a good day. Like, you saw me. Like, I was I was me. I was me. So then I got when I got home, uh, I just felt this sense of loneliness for some reason. Yeah. This sense of, you know, like. Defeat. Not defeat, but it was loneliness. It's kind of like, okay, see, your friends are gone. Like, like it's just you again. And whatever. Like, I usually tend to ignore those those sayings. Right. So I'm just continuing to do laundry. And I'm over here trying to maneuver a way to get the clothes from the dryer into the hamper without getting them wet or dropping them. But my hamper was also wet because it was on the floor and it's made out of cotton. It's not, like, plastic or anything. Yeah. So I went to take a luggage, like a luggage carrier. And I used that instead, and I was putting my clothes in it. And then as I was shutting it, I realized that the zipper wasn't working. So when I picked it up, all the clothes fell into this giant pool of oh my God. water, which was at least like a feet and a foot and a half, two foot. Oh, God. And out of frustration, 
Like, I just shoved all the clothes back in the dryer, and I'm like, oh, this only happens to me, blah, blah, blah. And then I went upstairs to my room, and at that point, that's when I'm like, that's what I'm, that's, the voices started coming again. They were like, oh, um, you're, see, you're alone. Like, look at you. You talk all this holy stuff on, on podcasts. You talk all this holy stuff to your friends, and look how quick you are to get frustrated over the littlest thing. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know whether that was God rebuking me or if that was the devil trying to get to me. Okay. And he's just saying all this stuff. He's like, you're all alone. Like, you have nobody. Like, you have nobody to even vent to about how you're feeling or nothing like that. And I, rem- I just remember. And for anybody, like, my family members that's listening, like, it was just a brief thing. I don't it, want you- it was it was a moment of I don't frustration. Want you- I don't want you guys to get worried about me because truly I am fine. And I remember I made one of the most real prayers that night. And I told God, I was like, God, I need you to kill me in my sleep go off talk i was like god i need you i need you to please kill me in my sleep just do what you gotta do but i don't want to wake up tomorrow and this also you know it's important to have friends like johan and friends manny shout out manny that are there for you you know what i mean and i just felt so the next day i woke up and i usually pray on my on my way to work and i and i told god i was like god i just want to come before your 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 throne ashamed and feeling guilty right usually we say i want to come to your throne you know in humble or whatever and i was like God, i want to come to your presence feeling i feel shame and guilty because i felt ungrateful at the moment yeah and i asked you for something that is not even biblical and obviously god wouldn't even do that right you know and i remember i think it was monday or tuesday when i told you if you can pray for me and i told manny i was like can you guys pray for me and at that moment Sometimes God allows things to intersect in your path Yeah. to kind of, you know, as signs. And I remember I was, I got home from the gym and I was taking a shower and somebody dropped a new song. I don't know the artist, but um, it's called Tired. Okay. And Was it Heat? It's, yeah, it was Heat. It wasn't like a rap song or anything. It was called Tired. But it was good. Okay. Yeah. And as I was listening to the song and texting you guys, I just started crying. Like, I'm there, like, I have a candle on my room, and it's, like, all dark, and I'm just being illuminated by the candle, and I'm just sitting on the edge of my bed. And at that moment, that's when I felt God hug me and tell me, like, even though you told me and doubted that I am not there, like, this is me telling you that I'm here for you. And the song lyrics were saying, I'm not tired of you. God speaking about, about, you know, to us. Like, I'm not tired of you, and I don't speak lies when I tell you that, I'm with you. I am with you. Yeah. And at that moment, I felt like God really hugged me and sat in, sitting next to me and telling me, like, listen, I'm here for you. And it just, it blows my mind how he managed to had this person who didn't even know that exists, the artist, yeah. you know, the song, drop this song on the same day where two days later I was just feeling. And, and use that, like, as a means to, t- to tell to you. To tell me that yeah. he's there. And, you know, for the past two, so from Saturday all the way to that day, I was kind of in autopilot and i was feeling like the numbness yeah the numbness yeah i know and it's kind of those things like okay i know god's there but you know like i want to feel like shekinah i want to feel i want to feel a hug yeah i want to feel something more than just you know the scripture telling me god is there and uh and for those of you again watching this is a testimony you know Uh, obviously feelings can still be there yeah but it's a testimony so my brother for the for the time being right now he is good yeah no so which is why i kind of want to unpack this whole thing because it's really it's interesting men for some reason we go through these frustrating moments and i'm talking like frustrating ridiculously there's no way this is happening right now type moments and for whatever reason isolation is the first thing that comes to our minds Mm -hmm. it's like I don't want to be with nobody right now. At the same time, what we really need and want is to be with somebody right now. Exactly. Like somebody to hear me. But why is it that the first thing that always comes to our mind is, hey, I'm by myself. I don't want to talk to nobody right now. Mm-hmm. I got to deal with this. And again, he said it himself. He knows that he did have multitudes of people that he could have reached out to. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's the moment mm-hmm. that determines everything. For example, um, well... We'll get into that later. Um, the point is, you know what you were going through in that moment. Yeah. You know how you felt. And the sad thing is, 
that the first thing that kind of like occupied your mind was a feeling of despair. Yeah. The feeling of, all right, I don't, what's going on? What are the chances? What are the odds? The flooding, the the the, the suitcase, everything. Yeah. And then the whole prayer to God mm. kind of like, and, and again, you pray that out of frustration. Yeah, definitely. definitely. The, the Bible is filled with prayers made out of frustration. Yeah, with, by men of God. By men of God, men. Filled, filled with it. And isn't it interesting that, again, God used that moment that song that dropped to talk to you it's it's almost like god understands us yeah it's it's almost like like god is not he he can handle our messy parts exactly he can handle our god i don't want to be here right now when i say i don't want to be here i'm saying i don't want to be here right mm -hmm. now he can handle that he can handle our honesty that and, that's what and those are that's important too because people when we try when, you know we come from a spanish culture where yeah where no when people pray they use these big words I know exactly these, where these you're beautiful going. words and everything and that's why it's so important to really see god as a father and a friend because yeah, I, I call it empty eloquence yeah yeah it is I important like it is important because we again we the bible talks about that which we're getting really theological today that's that's what's up anyway yeah. um the bible talks about like praying in certain fashions mm -hmm. in certain manners mm -hmm. and jesus is like listen I, it's not even about standing on the corners yeah it's not even about shouting from the rooftops that you're praying right it's about what happens behind closed doors the intimacy exactly so lock yourself behind that door talk to god to your father yeah there because at the end of the day it's not you don't pray so that other people and that prayer that you made as as unfortunate as it was, mm -hmm. it was a very sincere prayer, yeah. which is why God answered that. If it would have been like, oh, God, whatever, like in front mm -hmm. of, you know, maybe, but since it was done out of frustration, which is a very real emotion, mm -hmm. God was like, all right, my son, I need you to chill. I, yeah. need, I need you to know that it's not that deep. Yeah. I need you to know that there's worse things happening. I need you to know that there might come even worse moments in the future. And I need you to ground yourself right now. Yeah. So. Foundation. Exactly. So, uh, honestly, bro, this is going to sound weird. I'm, I'm kind of glad you made that prayer. For the simple fact that you got an answer from God. Yeah. You got an answer, bro. And that's all that. Like, you felt the embrace. Nah, yeah, I really did. I felt like he was just. He was sitting there, and like I said, like I still, I'm still. That's why I'm spiritually sensitive because I still feel like I'm, um, like he's here. Yeah, like he's in this room right now, just observing, and I feel like almost proud. In in a good way. Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. Almost like you know, my son, like you're still here. Type. Of okay, thing. okay. You feel seen by him. Yeah, bro, that's like the best feeling to have. Yeah, really is, and I honestly wish that. I wish that we would learn how to hone into those to those moments i call those job moments mm. in our lives uh i had a, a couple job moments myself last week yeah in, in the same day the really? yeah the day that we recorded the podcast last week oh. you, when you left mm -hmm. remember that that funky smell that was in here yeah the freezer mm -hmm. upstairs uh was disconnected don't know how that happened Hundreds of dollars worth of food that we stored up there. Gone. Thought out. The smell was putrid. It was disgusting. We were cleaning it out, and I was just Red try, trying to throw up, trying yeah. not to throw up. And then I'm like, "All right, this this can't get any worse." The smell that was seven, eight, eight days ago. Mm -hmm. We got it out three, two days ago from the freezer. The freezer has been sitting outside for eight days. I remember. Yeah. And. The same day, a tree fell in my backyard. It just fell over. Yeah, the pictures were insane. I had to get 500 beans, $500 to get that out of my yard because it was on the road. And even I was like, all right, what, what's going on? Oh, and to top it all off, this is all on my wife's birthday. All on her birthday. And I love that you... I love that you allowed yourself to be seen in the light where you posted it on TikTok and made people realize that relationships aren't yeah. perfect. 
Absolutely. And the reason I posted that is because obviously tense situations can bring up tension in the home. Yeah. That's that's normal. And I don't want I don't want to come off as this person that has this perfect relationship, right. perfect marriage, that has everything figured out, that we never fight about anything, that we always understand that, oh no, baby, it's not you and me against each other. It's you and me against the problem. Nah. Sometimes we Sometimes it's Sometimes like, we get blindsided. Sometimes I want to throw hands with you. Like, no, well No Yeah. No, yes, no. Figuratively. <laughs> We're just, you know, for the for clarity's sake, we're playing around. But that being said, it's really it's really unfortunate how we get we allow ourselves to get blindsided by these moments. Mm-hmm. It can go as deep as how we want with you, mm-hmm. or it could be surface level to where you just take a deep breath, let it just try to let it all go. Yeah. But the funny thing is, I took a deep breath, let it all go. I still got a bad freezer in a tree in my yard, you know, so we still got to fix these yeah. things. But um, it's, I always think to myself, what is God trying to do? Yeah. Where can I find God here? Because Job, wanna, bro, you, you really need to sit down and read Job because it's funny when he says like yo god what is what is you doing Mm -hmm. this is my life what is you doing god says bro who is you Mm. that was his response who is you i am him i am him i know what i'm doing you don't where were you when i made that that big ball of dirt in the sky called the moon where were you when i put it there Mm -hmm. where were you when i told the oceans don't go any further where were you when i was naming every single star where were you when i was and it's like dang Dang, it's really... We almost forget every miracle that God does just because they're not directly to us. Yeah, bro, listen, I've come to the conclusion. Regardless of what happens, regardless of how painful a situation might be, and regardless of what my life looks like after the situation, Mm -hmm. if the end result is me getting closer to God, it was worth it. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think he tries to allow us or let us know that we have to depend on him. Which yeah. we don't like that all the time. We don't like to have to depend on God. Yeah, because we're used to, you know, handling everything on our own, especially us as men. Exactly. We're used to just take being in control. It's innate. It's 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 in our nature. Yeah. You know, we want to do that. We want to take care of things. We want to feel like, for example, when I saw that my freezer was not working, when I saw that there was a tree laying in my backyard, I'm like, I got to take care of this. I got to man up. Got to figure this out. And then I never for once, for not for a second that I stop to think god i i acknowledge this i acknowledge it not for a second that i stopped to give god any acknowledgement i went straight to i gotta do this i gotta fix it what now right. what now what's the next thing so with that being said bro i am glad i always tell you this i'm glad you're here i really am i'm glad that you are vulnerable with god yeah and i'm glad that god talked to you thank you well thank him too yeah but um, and, and this goes for any man that's listening. Um, you have hopefully you have people around you, yeah. and if you don't, you still do. Mm-hmm. You know, the most important one is there. Even if listen, if you're not a believer, the, I don't care. You're the best person. You're the best one. Talk to God. Hey God, listen. I don't even know if you're real. Mm, I've I, heard those prayers before. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know if if the what my crazy aunt. Aunt be be talking to you, you know. Mm-hmm. I be hearing her in her room mm-hmm. speaking, speaking tongues. I don't even know. I don't even know if you're real. To be quite honest, I don't really see a lot of you in her. Mm. I don't see a lot of you in the churches that I be going to that mm. I that I visited. Mm. I just be seeing a lot of hypocrisy. It's all right. That reminds me of uh, of that uh, you know, the Boondocks. Yeah, the show that prayer that he we made when he was trying to save his friend in prison. Yeah, you know, he's a big like you know terrorist within himself yeah within the, like the, the society and he goes up to the mountain and his friend is about to get the electric chair right and he's praying to god and he's like i don't even know if you're real but if you are like save my friend and then at that moment when they put the lever down to electrify him the power just shuts off completely bro <laughs> getting the <laughs> getting a testimony from the boondocks from is the crazy bay, man god use, god, god anything, use whatever anything that's that's for damn sure but um at the end of the day just just try talking to God, honestly. Mm-hmm. Just give him a shot. Because, again, God took you seriously when he was on that cross for you. Yes, sir. Amen. 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 All right. So um, with that being said, 
Today's program is going to be a little bit different because we got a few um, questions. A few questions that we're going to ask right off the bat. I'm excited. You know, uh, we're not. There's no topic per se. We're just going to be going right for it. Mm-hmm. And um, we we got a few men. The first one is definitely a guy. I don't know if the third one is. And I'm so happy, you know, to to anybody listening and the people in the live. I'm so happy that more men are asking questions. Are reaching out for real because because yes. what men men y'all have y'all have the 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 ability to save your marriages, mm-hmm. to be better single men, to have better inside of your life, and you don't even know it. We don't make the same mistake that I made. Which is go about life thinking that I have to figure absolutely everything out. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Just just ask questions. Be vulnerable. Because before I got married, I asked a lot of people a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, how did you make it to your 25th wedding anniversary? What did you do? How did you treat your wife? What were the mistakes you made? But that's whatever. We got Hannah here. Hello. Men need to be... Men, oh, can't talk today. Men need to reach out to y'all. Not that women don't need help too. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey man, servitude has no servitude has no exception. Yeah, I think you know what it is. There aren't many resources for men. Let me let me rephrase that. There aren't many viable, real, reliable resources for men. Mm There's a lot of nonsense going on. A lot of it. Too much. Too much. But that's kind of where we're doing this whole thing. So let's get into the first question, which honestly is a heavy hitter for me. Me as well. Uh, and this is, I'm not going to say it's relatable, but it's definitely a difficult place to be in. And I want to be very sensitive to this question. All right. I want to answer it with as much grace as I can, but let's read it. It says, Hey, bro, I am in a predicament. In other words, a situation. I'm considering postponing my wedding because I recently realized I don't love myself. And although she loves me, she is manipulative and controlling. I think she doesn't see it. She doesn't respect me, I feel like, because she doesn't tell me where she's going, where what she's doing. She tells her friends about our relationship, has hid money from me a couple of times. Always on her phone. She will believe and trust everyone except me and says it's for accountability. Although I have abandonment issues, I don't feel like that's my issue and I find it disrespectful. All right. This man, he did say a couple more things. Mm -hmm. So he is a believer. I love that for him. Okay. He is a believer. And uh, I'm just going to use that as, you know, kind of a, a, a cornerstone. Right. But, um,. But let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So first and foremost, my brother, I am so sorry that you find yourself in a in a situation where he told me he is like less than three weeks away from his wedding. That's tough. Three weeks away and you have doubts. If you have doubts. This this close to getting and let's let's define doubts. OK. Doubts and insecurities sound like they're the same thing mm-hmm. but they're not okay. nobody is 100 percent sure or secure within themselves when they're getting married right nobody when i was you know waiting for my bride on that altar i i saw her come into the room and i was crying i was happy to see her I, <laughs> bro i ugly cried i don't care but but at the same time i was the only thing that was going through my brain was dang am i am i really qualified Mm-hmm. to make this work mm-hmm. can i keep this marriage afloat which is a terrible time to be asking yourself that men, us men or we put the most passion on ourselves. we do we do because at the before that i was super sure yeah but then when it became real yeah, when, when that white dress came in through that room mm-hmm. i was like hold up with her with, with her dad with her with her, her pops it's yeah. like he's like oh this ain't mine no more this yeah. is yours and i'm like okay all right so i understand the real like it getting real aspect of mm-hmm. things and three weeks two weeks before your wedding it's it's, it's close yeah it's close so the first part of his question was he wants to postpone it or he doesn't know if he should postpone it because he doesn't love himself 
which already brings me to to the statement that you can't you can't love somebody else if you don't love yourself. Very true. That is very true. However, I do want to be very blunt here. Sometimes we can use these eloquencies, these fancy terms. Oh, I don't love myself. Like eloquency? Well, yeah. <laughs> wow. There you go. Oxymoron. <laughs> anyway, sometimes we can use these terms. We can use uh, a lot of whatever, buzzwords. Right. To kind of put a disguise over what we're really feeling. Mm-hmm. Because I get conflicting conflicting messages from the first part of the question versus the second part. Mm-hmm. Do you not want to marry her because you... Oh, let me let me rephrase that. Do you want to postpone it? Because he never said he doesn't want to get married. Right. He's just saying he wants to maybe slow it down for now. Right. Do you want to postpone the marriage because you don't love yourself? Or do you want to postpone the marriage because you don't trust her? Because mm-hmm. there was two different parts to this. And honestly, the second part of it, for me, sounds a little bit more sincere as to how he feels about her. Right. Because the first part, yes. If you do not love yourself or if you find it hard to love yourself, as, by the way, as we all do at certain times, as, as we all have in the past at certain times and probably will in the future, but um, we certainly need to be aware that emotions fluctuate. If if we see love as an emotion, which I'm willing to assume that this man does, right. if we see that as, oh, how do I feel about myself today? Mm-hmm. That is such a fluctuating movement that you're never going to find any stability in how you feel about yourself, ever. Because one day you can wake up, I feel confident. Mm-hmm. And the next day, mm, you see yourself in the mirror, mm, I don't know. I don't know about today. And, so, that's, and that's such a problem with um, considering the fact that he is a believer that many times as believers, when we are in a Christian state, and we're visiting church constantly. The church has this terrible thing where they love rushing people into relationships and marriages, and they don't allow the people to become their first individual first, yeah, and yeah. then step into the season of find somebody, right? So, and it sucks because then you're put in this hard place where you don't want to, you almost don't want to seem selfish enough to kind of put the relationship to the side and focus on yourself because you probably think, oh, I'm in too deep already. Yeah, it's it's more of an outward projection than it is internal Mm -hmm. which is such a bad place to be as a person as an institution as a church whatever it is battling two things yeah it's like the societal pressure that people put on you to which this is this is really what follow my my train of thought here oh you're single when you're gonna get a girlfriend Mm, oh i hated those you got a girlfriend when you're gonna get married oh you got married when are you going to have kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got the first one? When's the second one coming? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got two kids and they're both boys? You need the girl. Oh, you got the girl? So when's the 401k going to come up? You know about that. It, it, yeah. Bro, bro, it's like there, there is this predetermined, prepaved road that people expect you to go down. And it sucks because the same people who want you to go down that road that are hell-bent have the worst track records. Mm-hmm. Like, the person that's pressuring you to get married, they have the worst track records when it comes to marriage. Yeah, like, three failed divorces. Like, you got three, three like, mother, you got three divorces on your belt. Please, you're not Cupid. <laughs> that's not your ministry. That is not your ministry. I'm sorry. And yeah. then you get things like this man, because let's ask the question. Why did this brother propose or even get into a relationship with another woman mm-hmm. if he didn't? love himself initially like why are we doing things out of order it's the pressure i'm telling you we're going into things without acknowledging the consequences not not even not even the consequences but the details the details of where where you are at life we don't think about that we don't think about our financial situations many times when we ask somebody out we don't think about our baggages that we have to carry we don't think about the people that that have influenced us we don't think about our lack of role models about the bad role models we have all we think about is i like that shorty let me go for her and you know what to a certain point that's a good thing you know you have a certain amount of confidence in yourself that you can talk to somebody yeah but then you refuse to acknowledge that you have a lot to deal with and a lot to work on exactly like for example when you look at yourself in the mirror what do you see do you see a man that you want to be do you see a man that has come a long way? 
or do you see a man that regardless of how far you've come you're not you're not satisfied do you see yourself as a husband exactly which i always say the altar on your wedding day that is a terrible time for you to to decide whether or not you're going to be a good husband mm-hmm. Horrible. You should decide that before you even propose. You got to be willing. And we talked about it last week. You got to be willing to make the certain sacrifices because, like I said, you living on your own, you living on your own, whatever. Yeah. Um, It's it's a completely different thing when you get married and you're, and you, you know, whoever moves in with who or you guys buy a house together. Yeah. And now you have to step into that spirit of servitude. You have to step into that spirit of, you know, the model of what it means to be a man, to be a husband. Right. It's not about spending just, you know, X amount of time doing this on my own. It's not about doing X amount of time doing this on my own. None of that. And goes for the wife as well. Like, you have to be willing to share your life. You're sharing your life and your space with somebody new. Exactly. And we can't, we, we can't, you know, we can't, we have to leave. We have to honor that. Yeah. We have to honor that and we cannot take that lightly as men. I feel like, if again, if you're a believer, I was saying if we're called to be believers, we're called to do that anyway. We're called to be servants. We're called to be husbands. We're called to be these things prior to marriage, which, again, it's interesting that the Bible commands us to do these things. But again, uh, that that whole I don't love myself part of things, I'm not going to say that's not true. Mm. It can be very true. And again, might may have rushed into a relationship. But but I don't think that's the real reason. That's the biggest reason you don't want to get married, because that's something that you can figure out. I th- it's a little harder to do it when you also have make somebody else a priority. Absolutely, absolutely. That's definitely true. It's a, it's a little harder, and, and I don't like. I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but it's like it makes marriage a, a little bit more harder when you don't love yourself when you don't have yourself figured out because what you 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 go into that codependency thing where you make another person your whole identity yeah and without them there present you 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 have basically an empty vessel you don't know what you're doing which is we we as men we don't acknowledge the emotional aspect of things we hate to do it because that means that we have to sit down and deal with our inner workings. Mm-hmm. It means that we got to be alone with our thoughts sometimes. Mm-hmm. That somebody else is not going to come and fix this for you. You got to fix this for you. And the longer we postpone this, the longer our, uh, the more difficult, I would say, our trauma healing is going to be. So I want to honor and acknowledge that part of his, uh, his journey. However, this man also feels like his soon-to-be wife does not respect him. He feels like she's secretive, tells everybody their business, has hid money from him, amongst other things. And I feel like if you're going to come from it to it from a sincere point of view, that is what you should address. Mm. Now, there's two things to this, I feel. Number one goes back to the, his first statement, if it's true, the whole not loving yourself. Yeah. If somebody really loved themselves, they wouldn't put up with this because they wouldn't be afraid of... They wouldn't be afraid to step. They wouldn't be afraid to step away from their fiance. Right. That's number one. And number two, you have to. You have to, as a man, discuss that. You have to speak on that. Yeah. Because you chose her to be your wife. Yeah. And if she's already doing this before. She has that entitlement because women get that that entitlement and that title of wife. In the long run, at the end of the day, as the man, you're going to end up suffering. That's true. And, yeah, you don't love yourself, but you don't want to put yourself through that either. Uh, uh-uh. And you can't allow yourself the feeling of love that you have for this wife and the codependency that you might soon have because of the fact that you don't love yourself put you and leave you in a situation you really don't want to be in. Uh-uh. And now you're stuck in, in, a, in another issue because you feel like you don't want to be here, but now God says, I hate divorce. Yeah. So as a believer, what do you do? What Exactly. Again, we're all coming. I'm coming from this stance because he acknowledged that he is a believer, you know? Yeah. So when it comes to how you feel about your woman, how do you see that? Do you believe that she's going to be the one for you for Mm -hmm. life? Then I don't care what it is that you're going through. 
if you're going to use the biblical sense of marriage, you're going to have to stick this one out, mm-hmm. even if you're not married, because you proposed to her. And guess what? The most husbandly, is that the uh, word? Well, let's just say manly. Mm-hmm. The most manly thing you can do right now is to postpone the wedding. But not because you're not going to marry her, but because you're going to man up and you're going to talk to this woman. You're going to say two things. Hey, listen, there's a couple things we need. Sure, she might feel heartbroken. Mm-hmm. She might feel, you know, why are you coming to the, me with this just now, yeah. two weeks before we got we get married? Yeah. What is your way of feeling when it comes to this? Baby, I have this going on inside i have uh this negative negative view of myself right i have this internal trauma that i didn't really come towards with you because i was a coward and i'm acknowledging that right now her response you have to honor that Mm -hmm. you can't you can't belittle her response yeah and even if it's the response that you don't want don't allow that to push you back into the situation you didn't want to be in in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, with that being said, with that being said, you gotta, you gotta be a man about this. Mm-hmm. But you, you also have to be a man about confronting the, the other side of things. You have to be a man about confronting how you feel about her. Hey, babe, listen. I have some trust issues with you because you kind of didn't, you didn't acknowledge me when you were talking to other women, other men, your friends about us. Mm. You didn't acknowledge my feelings. You hid money from me. Mm. You're always on your phone, which means that you don't pay attention to me. Mm. And I really do not want to start. I'm not saying that I don't want to get married with you. Which even if you tell her that, that might be all she hears. I want you to know this. Yeah. That might be all she hears. However, you're gonna hey, listen, I don't want to start a marriage like this. We have a lot to work on ourselves. You can give yourselves the two weeks to work on it. Personally, I think like you need to you need to sit down with her and actually have this open dialogue. So those are my two cents on that. And just to I guess finish on that. I just think also that if she doesn't, you know, it's an inner work for both of you. Yeah. It seems like she also needs to uh, take accountability mm-hmm. and also do some self search, some self searching and self work as well. And at the end of the day, we gotta look at the we gotta look at at the bright side of things. And if and if you decide as a man to postpone this this wedding, to do yourself a favor and soul search yourself and find yourself and find figure a way to love yourself and you know and if she's not okay with that then to be honest she might not have been, not have been the one right which again personally i don't believe in the one i believe the one is the one that you commit to right like yeah. after the wedding day that is the one but if you decide if you decide to get married Right, because let's throw all the the cards on the table. If you decide to get married, even without addressing these things, there's still hope, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult Mm -hmm. now. Like now, you got to deal with this in the home. You got to come home to a woman that you don't really trust all that much. And now your wife is going to be receiving a man every day that doesn't really love himself all that much. Mm -hmm. So... It's going to be a little bit harder to do while you're living in the same home. I do hope that you can get this resolved before getting married. But if you go ahead and get into marriage with it and you're still struggling with that, I, I, I really do think that God can still work yeah. in both of y'all. You know, do, do, do the work. To take the therapy, you know, take the marriage counseling, do things together, I guess. Yeah. You know, which we don't like hearing that. Go to therapy. Yeah. But again... Let's just say that you it's weren't part of the work. Let's say that you weren't with this woman. You know, let's just say that. What what would you have done? Would mm. you just have dealt with that mm-hmm. until until God knows when? No, no, no. It's really, it's it's really sad that we decide to go through this this thing called life by ourselves yeah. when we don't have to. 
We really don't have to. We have friends. You know, we have friends that we can talk to. Even though, even though I don't, you know, I don't suggest outwardly putting your relationship business out there. But I'm talking about you, yourself. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Yo, bro, I don't feel this. Like you do with me. Mm-hmm. When you're not feeling in your in your, in your your best, you know, moments, you know, you can pick up a phone and call me. Yeah. You can pick up, you know, just send me a message. Hey, bro, listen, uh, pray for me. Yeah. It can be as simple as that. But start acknowledging your inner workings. Because right. until you do that, you're not going to be able to resolve anything. And the thing is, if you bring this into your marriage, it's something that it's a marital issue now. It's not a personal issue because there's no such thing as personal issues in marriage. Mm-mm. Just like there's no such thing as privacy in marriage. There, No, your privacy is not my privacy. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as secrecy in marriage. There's no such thing as an individual issue in marriage. Now it is a marital issue. So I would avoid that if I were you, to be honest with you, because the first years of your marriage are the most fragile ones. Yeah. That's where that's where you try to live out the expectations that you that you have projected, you know, prior to getting married. Healthy or not healthy. Mm -hmm. But, bro, honestly. And going into a marriage like that is kind of like a disease. Like you're just going to end up infecting the whole thing and it's going to end up dying out. Yeah. And then there's kids involved. Maybe I don't know if they have kids, but then a kid either is or will be involved. What are you going to do now? Mm -hmm. You know? So I suggest you sit down with her like as soon as you hear this, sit down with her like, dang, babe, listen, I'm sorry. Apologize. Be open, but apologize. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it was a cowardly move to not acknowledge this prior to getting engaged. Right. Okay. So there is that for question number one. Question number two, which is. Equally sad, but not as not as uh, high stakes. It says, am I the problem? My man, in parentheses, not my husband, gets upset at me for showing affection to him. Not even PDA or public displays of affection. He just says I'm clingy and needy. I feel hurt whenever he says that and wonder if I should be bringing it down a notch. What do you say to that, Oscar? You already said the answer earlier when we discussed it. Yeah, but what do you say to that? Uh, I mean, I must, I must, I supporting your opinion. I must, I must also say what I said, which was, um, I just think that he doesn't, he doesn't love you at the same as in, he doesn't love you as intensely as you love him. Man, man, stop sugarcoating this. Don't sugarcoat it. We're we don't got time for this. Honestly, <laughs> we do not have time to sugarcoat anything. That man don't like you. Oh. That man does not like you. If if it here's the thing. She even went as far as to clarify that it's not PDA. Even when they're by themselves, she feels like or he feels like she's being clingy and needy just for showing affection to him. That man don't like you. I'm sorry. Man, he's gonna look at this. You know what he's gonna say? What? His answer would be like, oh, he's cheating. Cause we've we've discussed this before. Yeah. And and you know why? I'm not going to outwardly say, like outright say it's cheating. Yeah, I don't I don't always like throwing that card in there. You know me either, but but if I feel like if there was a shift and at first he was very into the PDA and the lovey dovey stuff. Yeah. And then it shifted into You're too much. Into yeah, like now it's too much. Now I don't really want you near me. I think that is a sign of cheating. A sign of cheating because now I think I think he kind of maybe feels guilt. So here's what here's what I think. I'm not necessarily going to say it's cheating. However, my mom always told me, if it looks like a dog and it barks like a dog and it walks like a dog, don't call it a cat. That's 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 number one. Unless it identifies as one. Well, well we're not getting into that. Point is, I'm not going to say this man is cheating. However, I am willing to bet with my life that if it would be one of those Instagram models that he follows... Mm-hmm. One of those, you know, one of those pictures that he be liking. Right. One of those ones that he be joining the lives and commenting hard eyes on them. And she were to be all up on him, showing affection. He wouldn't call her clingy. No. He he would be all on that. He would be like, yeah, give me more. For the wrong reasons. 
But yeah, for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You, you know, it's it's sad. It's sad. But I again, I am a strong proponent of longevity in, mm-hmm. in relationships. But I'm also a proponent of longevity and happiness. So if you are not going to be happy where you are, you know what? Let me rephrase that. If you are a person that is being made feel like you are too much because you care for that person. Mm -hmm. Because you show affection. Because you show affection. That is not a relationship you should be entertaining. I feel. Mm -hmm. Because here's my, my, my reasoning. We we all have the love languages, right. right? Which again, very soon we're doing a giveaway, five books, the five love languages. We're giving five copies away. I didn't write that book. I I get no, uh, no credit, no money, no yeah. commission, no nothing. I just want marriages to be better. Okay, we're yeah. gonna give five of those away. Um, details coming soon. Anyway, that being said. If you are showing a certain type of affection, there's a strong chance that that affection is your love language. And if this man feels that you're being clingy, then that means that he's not willing to acknowledge your love language. And there was once a person who told me, make sure you get with somebody who understands you so that you do not have to spend the rest of your life translating your soul. Oh, my gosh. I feel like this is your way out. That's insane. Bro, honestly, like I gotta write that one down. I'll send it to you, honestly. It's yeah. it's it's facts though. Mm-hmm. Because uh, listen, I always say my wife and I, we have two different love languages each. Like we out of the five, we got two and none of them are the same. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that I'm gonna have to be fighting with my wife? Uh, no, it means that I have to learn how to love her the way that she wants to be loved, and she has to learn how to love me the way that I want to be loved. Yeah. So, if I love her, my initial response should never be, "Oh, you're too much. You're too much." And 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 you know, the funny thing is, this this question was not a DM. It was actually a, a comment that somebody left. Mm-hmm. They elaborated a little bit mm-hmm. afterwards. But I made a video response to this, and I, I basically told her everything that I'm telling you right now. But it's in response to a video where I say I'm blessed because my wife, she receives me mm-hmm. every night when I come back from work, 11, 12 o'clock at night, waiting for me at the door, dinner ready, waiting for a hug. I was talking about how I had one of the worst weeks ever. This is back when my brakes in the, in the truck Mm, went, went out yeah. back when I had a flat tire. I had to all these things happened within the course of three days. Yeah, and I was like, I was feeling the week on top of me. Like I was feeling the weight of the week. I got home and my wife, she just opens the door. I'm like, what are you doing awake at this time? I got home like at two o'clock in the morning because I had to wait to be serviced on the road. Right, and she's like, oh, I couldn't go to sleep without you. And she gave me a hug, and I felt like all of that just melted away. And that's all you need sometimes. Exactly. Sometimes you don't need you don't need somebody. You're about to go off go. No, all I'm saying is that she made that response. Like, she commented, I did this, Mm -hmm. and I got called clingy. You need to leave. If if you're, I'm I'm sorry, bro. (laughs) I'm just a little bit. It just doesn't make any sense to me. If you're doing something that shows that you are, um, that you are interested in this person, Mm -hmm. that you want the best for them, that Mm -hmm. you want them to feel loved by you. If you're doing that and they feel like you're being too much, man, honestly. And and I don't understand men sometimes because men, nowadays the word I want a girl that's my piece is such, is so overly used. And then you get men like this who, for some some reason, are are, are blessed to have a, a woman who shows that they care. Yeah. And then you finally get that, and you shun it. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Like, it, it's 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 honestly it's sad because. And then those are the first ones that, if it wasn't like that, they'd be the first one complaining. Oh my my girl doesn't love me. Yeah. My girl doesn't show affection. You know, I, I'm all by myself in this house. Bro, these the again. This is where I say boys want to act like men, because that is not a man thing to do a man can realize what he has Mm -hmm. a man can look at his wife and be like damn i lucked out yeah 
like damn i i don't deserve the treatment i don't i i, I don't deserve the treatment that i'm getting from her because at times I, i'm like what did i do to deserve a wife that's willing to get up at three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to make breakfast for me which before i hear people talking about it no i don't ask my wife to do this for me a couple times maybe here and there where we go to sleep late i forget to pack my lunch or whatever i'm waking up and i find my wife making packing my lunch for me i'm like babe what are you doing i got this i got two hands go back to sleep he's like no i just don't want you to go to the road to have i don't want you to have to buy food on the road when i can make it for you bro those are the type of things that that melt away any ego, any pride, any any pre- it just makes you be an appreciative man. And it's and it's like I say, being because you know, I'm gonna give you your flowers now. Being a good husband is rewarding to the right woman. Go ahead, go ahead. And I'm gonna give you guys a secret. There's five love languages, right? Yeah. There's a secret sixth one. Which is security. Oh. <laughs> security. And the fact that you and he maybe even her not even realizing that it is a love language, but that's something that she requires. Yeah. You are able to give her that security. Hannah said, without, yo. Without even, without even realizing, <laughs> without her even realizing that it's her love language. Yeah. Which is a lot of women's love language. That we just don't put it up there because it's not written in the book. It's not. But you allowed her, you allowed her to feel secure within you, which allows her to serve you like that. Bro, that's just, that's, that's facts. That's flames. I can't say nothing to that. It's, it's, just, it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. I feel secure with my wife. My wife feels secure with me. That makes almost everything seamless. It makes everything flow. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got your flaws, but do I feel safe around you? Mm-hmm. Do I feel safe with you? And Hannah, you are right. That was amazing, amazingly spoken. Oscar did just drop the Snapple fact of the day. <laughs> Security, the sixth, the sixth love language. I'm going to put that in the book, and I'm going to credit you for that. <laughs> that's what i would do but um but yeah man uh i i don't i don't see being with a person that makes you feel like you're too much as a viable thing for your life yeah because the, guess what then the kids come around i always bring kids into the mix then the kids come around it's an important thing and then they see how dad is treating mommy mm-hmm. the girl grows up thinking that that's normal the boy grows up thinking that's that that's acceptable, and now we have an unhealthy family dynamic and so, a generational curse that that's very hard to to break. To break. Because for you, that's normalcy. Mm-hmm. That's what's normal. So mm, I don't think so. I feel like you should abandon ship. It's not good for you. And and for anyone who who is listening that is in this situation, if you're not married, obviously, because if you're married, it's a whole different conversation. But if you're just dating somebody, and you like you you're made to feel like you're too much, like you're too touchy, like you're too clingy, too needy, just because you want to talk to them, just because you text them, and you you don't expect to be treated like every other person that he's texting, mm-hmm. like oh. Uh, he doesn't respond, yeah, to everyone else. But what about you? It's like, it's like I saw um, this this uh, it's it's a meme that she's like, hey, what you doing? Are you busy? He's like busy for everyone else, uh, free for you. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you don't gotta be so sweet. He's like, I'm mean to everyone else, sweet to you. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a type of energy that you need. Yeah. So you know, think about yourself in the future. Do you see yourself putting up with that for twenty years? Forever. Forever. There's no time limit to marriage or, exactly. or to, you know, relationships. So, uh, yeah, keep that in mind. I wouldn't go there. And let's go to the third and final question here. Okay. Which I like this one. Yeah, me too. I like it. I love your guys' content, but I'm single and want to focus on myself. I just got out of a five-year relationship. I'm so sorry. I just got out of a five-year relationship. And don't know where to go from here. Any pointers? You got a lot. We might as well just direct them straight to the what makes men attractive. Yeah. Episode. We have an entire episode based on that. But but since you asked, we'll respond. Number one, if you just got out of a five-year relationship, didn't specify if it was a man or a woman. So Love is love. Yeah. 
this man. Um, let's let's just say the following: you spent five years intertwining yourself with another person. Your sense of individuality may have been tarnished. It may have been lost. You yeah. might not know who you are without this person. Because five years, I've been married for five years, and and I don't see myself without my wife at this point, which is not a bad thing. I don't care what anyone has to say. Right. Well, no, that's not a bad thing. However, when you're in this situation where you just got out of that long-term relationship, I really feel like you should maybe take some time for yourself. Yeah, 100%. That's the first thing I'm going to suggest. Maybe you already thought about doing it, but I'm going to suggest it again. Yeah. Take some time for yourself. Give yourself some, you know, some breathing time and just analyze what did you do wrong? Because let's be honest, nobody is perfect in a relationship. What would you do different? And how would you avoid this from happening again? Those are, that's the first thing I'm going to say. No, it's just, you know, I mean, that first one, what did you do wrong? That doesn't always apply, though, because you never know. But it's I, always good to, like you say, you always look inward. I, I feel like it does always apply because even if it just comes down to the simple lack of judgment. Mm, yeah. Like maybe you you didn't have the right judgment when it came to this person. Maybe mm-hmm. you thought that they were someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were cheated on, that's not your fault. However, why did you, you know, get with somebody who eventually was going to be a cheater? And if they were not going to be a cheater, what happened in the span of the relationship that made that person be a cheater? So, but don't blame yourself. Exactly, don't blame yourself. And I'm not even assuming that it was cheating. Many people just, you know, difference of opinion, different. You know, they they don't agree. Yeah, they're fighting for too much for whatever reason. Whatever the case may be, I do believe that some internal work is necessary. You have to look inward, mm-hmm. regardless if it was their fault completely. Um, as a man, um, I struggled a lot with I feel individuality. Yeah. And although I, many people say, oh, you're a character, you you have a personality, you know, many times I would, ask, like, people would ask me, what do you like doing? And sometimes I would really draw a blank. I wouldn't know what I like doing. Right. I, I would spend most of my time, you know, playing video games or just at home all the time. I didn't have any hobbies. I didn't do anything. And it took a, it took a certain event in my life to start to, start to really look and find what is it that I like? What yeah. is it that I like to do? And and you're not gonna get you're not gonna get it in the first option. You're not gonna get it in the first try of anything. You're not. You have to learn to love what you're gonna do and, and realize that at this point, a lot of things that you do are not only for your enjoyment, but also for the healing process. Exactly. You know, I didn't I like plants now. Mm-hmm. I'm into plants. I was never into plants before. No. I like reading now. And and can I just take you as a perfect example here? Yeah, go ahead. You are a person that went through a significant event mm. that you had to challenge yourself to grow. You had to make the decision. I can't keep, I can't keep this up. No, you know, for either for the better of yourself or whatever, single or not, you had to do that for yourself. Mm. So, and the funny thing is that you did that as a married man. Which I, I, I actually have to give you the, the praise for that because many times we, we we can be very, what's the word I'm looking for here? Complacent. We can decide this is just who I am. Yeah. And I'm going to say like this. Mm-hmm. And if things go to hell, they went to hell and that's it. But you took the opportunity, you saw it and you took it to grow. You, again, you didn't used to read. Now yeah. you do. You didn't have many hobbies. Now you do. You didn't have that positive outlook on life. Yeah. And now you do. In fact, you didn't even talk about your issues as much. Yeah, that vulnerability. Exactly. Now you do. It's like you went through this metamorphosis that made you become this this different human being for the for the better. Yeah. And in and in a world where men are so have this hard shell around them, I'm I'm very I'm very proud. I guess you could say. To really just be that percent of men that isn't afraid to be vulnerable and be, you know, emotional about certain things. And I I love that for me and I love that for the people around me, to be honest, because I, that way I can I can um, transfer yeah. over that same that same, you know, 
that same mentality. Like, I can be vulnerable with you guys and I can allow myself to be put in a safe space where you guys can also do the same for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So as you know, for him, I just think, like I said, everything that you do, be intentional about it. And we spoke it in one, you know, in one podcast. Make sure that the changes that you make are for you and not exactly. to be seen by, by you know, your ex or whatever. Do it for yourself. Make sure that you are in a good place yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Surround yourself with, you know, men, men or females. Because at this point, if you're single, whatever, but that they add value to your life. Precisely. And, add- and also, and also, speaking on that, the people you surround yourself with, make sure that you're able to be accountable to them. Mm-hmm. Because there's this one thing that we don't like to talk about when it, when it comes to breakups. Mm-hmm. We tend to spiral. We tend to go down a dark path. Yeah. We tend to wall out. Oh, I, I'm single now. Like finding yourself does not mean walling out. Mm-hmm. It does not mean going out there and doing everything that you couldn't do when you were when you were in a relationship. No. Yeah. It means being in tune with yourself. It means finding God. Mm-hmm. It means giving yourself an opportunity to grow. And I feel like you just hit the nail on the head. Surrounding yourself with people, with good people, even people in relationships yeah. that can help you stay accountable, that can help you like not sugarcoat maybe what you did, mm-hmm. but I'll, but just tell you, hey, listen, man, uh, I need you to know that you can count on me. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can't count on me means that I'm going to hold you to your word. Exactly. Those people that, that, that you can feel vulnerable to and to tell them the situation that that, you know, if there, if you have a certain feeling that you feel like you're alone, because yeah, five years is a long time. Yeah, those people that unconsciously or maybe consciously can tell you, hey, you can come over, and hang out with us, right? To avoid, you know, just diving deep into anything that you don't need to. Exactly. Whether that can be some type of vice like pornography, alcoholism, or drugs, or just anything that isn't good for or you, or another person, or another person. Which I don't know why, I've noticed a trend: the people that you like, let's say romantically that you tend to get with right after a breakup tend to be the most toxic people for your life. And that's because when we're not healed, we tend to look for, we tend to look for those, we, 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 we go to those things that many times aren't healed yeah, either. Of course. And also if you broke up at this point, you 100% have a skewed, altered, warped vision or version of love. Like you don't, you can't recognize it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, struggling dealing with what you're going through right now you're gonna go to the first thing that makes you feel warm exactly or if you were in a toxic relationship you're gonna go to the first sense of familiarity mm-hmm. which is another toxic person because mm-hmm. if you can if all you do is recognize uh you you recognize the the bad the patterns and even though you know it's not good for you but you're like hmm, wait a minute i know what this is and i feel comfortable here it's such a bad thing to feel comfortable in an instability yeah that's a sad part and i'm just gonna i'm gonna end it with i don't know if we're if we're done yeah but i'm gonna have this thing written down it's kind of like a a four it's like a four thing you know and in terms of healing and everything and number one is you should always heal your head heal your mind heal your thoughts because that is really that is where that is the computer. Yeah. You know, we always put the direction towards the heart, but in reality, the heart is a muscle. Yeah. The only reason that the heart feels is because the brain tells it to feel. Okay. And number two is create an encounter. And, you know, whether he's a believer or not, find some type of intimacy, whether it's, whether you like to, to be, you know, have, um, what's that word? Uh, that monks do. Um, meditate. Meditate. If that's what you're into, find an encounter and find a place where you can, meditate and you can be be intentional with yourself yeah number three lean into love meaning don't reject it just because it did you dirty doesn't mean that it's all gonna do you dirty yeah just because a doctor did you wrong does that mean you're never gonna get checkups again yeah and number one pray for pu- and number four pray for purity again back to the whole pray for purity yeah okay make sure that you don't don't go into the things that will draw you away from good and positive things and not the things that will cloud your judgment. Yeah. You, it, it's it's for sure, for sure, a a time of self-work. Mm-hmm. No, no one else can do the work for you. You got to do it yourself. I believe in you. I really believe that you can get through this. I want the best for you 
but I also want you to understand that the best for you does not mean another person. Not immediately, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, if you don't have any kids, hopefully you don't. You got out of it clean, per se. He didn't mention any kids, so I'm assuming. Just, again, like Oscar said, you got to go through this healing journey. You have to go through it. The The amount of time it takes depends on you, honestly. And I'm going to say uh, just one more thing, misconception that people have. Healing is fun. The healing process can be fun. Yeah, maybe the first month might be a little walky, but after a while. You love the state you're in. You love the state you're in. You love it. You love that state of mind. You mm-hmm. love the peace. The peace mm-hmm. that you, that you bring upon yourself. When you when you learn who you are, you you learn how to spend time by yourself. Mm-hmm. You learn you develop certain routines that clarify your mind, bro. That's it's beautiful. Bro. Yep. It, so with that being said, that's the end of this show. I really appreciate y'all. Uh and I we do apologize for that technical difficulty we had earlier. You're gonna hear a glitch in there. But yeah. But it's whatever. It's whatever. We love y'all and this was stay uncomfortable.